My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I was inspired by a lot of the some of the guys stories that they um, uh, presented so I, I used to re- read a lot of magazines especially probably magazines um, um, and uh, you know articles it, it was just a great um, chance it, it was something that I would never thought um, about or told about um, that you know this is this another side of this world for me This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're speaking with Siva Raj, property advisor at Mantra Wealth. After fleeing his war-torn country in the early 90s with nothing more than his arms could carry, he sacrificed all he could to buy his first property fewer than 10 years later. He now uses that experience as motivation in every step of his inspiring journey. Raj started as an investor at a young age. Born and bred in a small town in Sri Lanka, he came to Sydney with his family in the early 90s to search for a better life. They certainly found it although he was far from a seasoned investor at the time. Raj bought his first property while he was at university. The life he leads now revolves around property, however, with many years of experience behind him. Currently, um, you know, I do um, investment for myself and others. Also, I do a development uh, for myself and with, uh, you know, with partners uh, in a bigger projects. Um, now, typically, I'll look at um, you know the market. I actually love property market. So, um, in a typical day, I would you know look into property market, look at property opportunities out there. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Um, you know, if you have the eye for it, you you will find a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, so, some of them not be you know financially feasible, but you know, to weeding out those um, opportunities is probably one of the um, uh, key things that are allowed doing and, and making that deal work, um, making the opportunity work, um, and putting to, putting together you know different professionals, different um, uh, authorities like you know, I guess councils and you know, state governments, and putting together this deal. It, it's like you're you're putting a seed and it, the seed grows. It, it's quite um, quite exciting um, uh, process. So I love uh, I love. Um, you know, getting opportunity and then build up, build on that opportunity. We migrated to um, Sydney in the ni- early nineties. Um, it, it was it was a it's a while ago. Um, we left our um, 
our home in a war-torn country. Um, pretty much, you know, we came here with whatever we could carry, um, and left, you know, left a lot of the families, friends, um, and uh, moved to Sydney. I grew up, you know, grew up in Sydney. Uh, it's, it's a is a great place to for, for kids to grow up. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's mainly um, in that. Um, uh, Hornsby area. When I moved here, the first time I was like, "Whoa!" It's amazed about a lot of technology, a lot of um, you know, a lot of different things happening. In, even in the nineties, uh, so it, it was quite uh, quite a challenge, quite a you know, challenge in terms of cultural challenge. You got your language barriers. Um, you know, didn't have much English at that. You know, didn't speak much English at that time. Um, you know, going to school, uh, you know, in, in that scenario, it's, it's quite challenging. But look, um, everything makes a person, right? Your childhood, you know, childhood, your, your journey that makes the person, uh, you know, stronger and, you know, open for new ideas and new challenges. His childhood in Sri Lanka was very different to the new life he adjusted to in Australia. But something about Australians' attitudes felt like home. Uh, I actually started um, high school, um, just started high school actually in Sri Lanka when I left home. Um, it, it, it's, it's, not a, um, it's not a typical you know, uh, childhood, you know, in, I guess in Western countries where there's, you know, like, you know, peace and uh, it's always been very challenging, um, you know, Getting, uh, getting to school or even getting to uh, uh, doing something that you like, you know, it, it's it's a, it's a wonderful place. But just that circumstances were, um, if, I, I wish circumstances were different. I have a lot of memories, but for the probably the funnest thing is coming home from school. Um, you know, when, when you're young, when you're in primary school, you just want to play. Um, um, and walking, you know, pretty much every day, walking with my grandfather to the beach, beach close by, beautiful, you know, beautiful sandy beaches. Um, and, and, you know, just uh, life was more uh, relaxed, more, um, um, you know, it's, it's laid back. Let me put it that way, quite laid back. Even for, even for a kid, it's quite laid back. So you just get to do whatever you want. You run around, you know. Um, it, so it, it was quite a quite a different um, lifestyle um, over there. It just it's quite laid back, quite um, uh, you know people are friendly. You know, it's, it's amazing. His parents came to Australia mainly due to the civil war Sri Lanka was experiencing, where the effects were infiltrating his small town. There was no um, any immediate future for the kids, um, and if you had the opportunity, you would go to a, you know places like some Western countries where they, you know, there's a lot more opportunities for the uh, parents and the, and the, you know, children that growing up. Um, so that my parents decided they're going to move um, to Sydney um, with the help of um, our extended family. Um, so, so they decided, okay, look, you got to stop school. We got to start again somewhere else. Um, then, then that that was a, a thing, and it, it, it was it was actually even struggle to get here, <laughs> and well, yet alone, um, um, you know, tr- trying to see what the you know, not knowing of, not having a financial, uh, un- like you will have a financial uncertainty when you come to a different country, um, when you when you have no, uh, you know, your culture is different, your your um, you know, language is a barrier, and you don't have any experience. 
So it, it was it was, a, it was a quite a challenge, but um yeah, it's a, quite a challenge when I said it. Um, it, it's you know the, I can go into details, but um, um I guess uh, you know. Uh, let, let me let me put it this way. Um, it, you know, it, the one point of Sri Lanka where I live to the um, where the capital city is, is probably only two hundred kilometers, yeah, but it takes about a day to travel. Um, um, some bits and pieces we have to actually walk, um, and you know, it's it's it was it's quite scary um, for for a kid. And it's, it may be for adults, they, they're quite used to these things, but for kids, it's quite, quite scary, um, you know, especially walking um, along at night. Um, yes. So then when we got to, got to um, the capital, um, we had, look, we had friends, of, you know, extended relatives that actually helped us um, to, you know, find a way, um, way, way to Sydney. None of them knew what to expect at any given moment or what could be lurking around the corner. Raj counts his family as one of the lucky ones. We, we were quite lucky. Um, you know, we were quite lucky that, you know, none of us, uh, you know, we were safe. Uh, I would say, look, you know, not everyone um, had that same, um, you know, same, uh, they are not everyone as lucky as, uh, you know, I am or my family is. Um, you know, uh, yes quite lucky when when i when i look think about it i actually you know, think that you know very lucky very lucky when he arrived in australia in the early 90s our beautiful weather was there to greet him however as he found out not everything was sunshine and roses i just got off the plane and one of our extended family picked us up from the airport and look when i got here i was like wow this is amazing um th- this is like um um it, you know, it's the the you know beautiful weather when we came. Uh, it was in the, probably in the spring or early summer. Beautiful weather, very similar to, um, or I guess not similar, but let's um, you know, it, it's not cold. I guess because I, it only hit me after six months. It's, you know how cold it gets. Um, uh, but beautiful weather, people were very friendly. At the time when we came, there's not, not many, uh, where we lived, there's not many, um, I guess, immigrants um, or people from other countries. So it was, it was a bit hard. Um, and also because of the language barrier, we have to, I actually have to go to a special school to um, learn English, um, learn the culture, uh, you know, learn the way that, um, um, you know the things operated, um, but so I, I actually missed few uh, you know a year of my actual um, high school as well. So because I was learning English, um, uh, yeah. So it um, it it's, it was a quite a journey coming here. You know, culturally it's quite different. Um, you know, just you know the the language was the biggest problem uh, the, uh, because you know people are too much only friendly and just but if you can't express your feelings or your um, needs is is quite hard Um, and you know always uh, people take time to um, get to know you but uh, but if you can't express yourself it's even making it even harder for them to get to know you coming up after the break Raj delves into the sacrifices his family made. He mainly worked in um, in the kitchen, 
um, you know, in the kitchen or restaurants. Um, yeah, so it wasn't wasn't something that um, you know, I guess, uh, professional jobs. Um, so that actually made it even harder. The things he learned at university that had nothing to do with this course. Uh, while I was studying, that's when it all started. Uh, while I was studying, uh, I got to speak to got to speak to a lot of uh, people in the industry. Lot to got to speak to. You know other people you know and also my the level of english was improved improving a lot more and then i'm able to branch out a little bit to different uh you know different ways of um thinking he shares the story of how his first property came about even after it nearly didn't um at that time i didn't have um you know i, I didn't have a great deposit uh, or i didn't have much as a deposit so we finally found a small unit um, um and then look we didn't know anything about the unit. We didn't, we didn't bother look, even looking at any strata or any other information. And that's next. I'm Taran Sharm and you're listening to Property Invest Story. Hey, let's be real. Deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes. There are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with lower risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. The wintry weather wasn't all that surprised him on his arrival in his new home. He found himself baffled by something most Australians never give a second thought to. Mostly the um, way the Australians spoke because they're quite fast. You, you know, you, you know, you're learning, and then they just, you know, when you're talking to someone, they would just put like three sentences in within a couple of seconds, and you were still trying to figure out what they just said. Um, so that was a challenge. You, just, you know, Australians speak quite fast and they have a very slang to it and they you know words that you know, you know at that time word that they use was uh, not in the dictionary probably <laughs> I, I never came across some of the words so um yeah so it, the language was language was the biggest issue but i, look, I, I was a, um, a quick learner so um and also my you know the uh, going to a learning learning school was really helpful his father had moved here a year before Raj and his mother and younger sister arrived. Suddenly finding himself learning English alongside his sister, his father wasn't having the easiest time adjusting either. He um, uh, worked pretty much, you know, sort of um, odd uh, kind of jobs. Um, yeah, he mainly worked in, um, in the kitchen, um, you know, in the kitchen or restaurants. Um, yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't something that, um, you know, I guess uh, professional jobs, um, so that actually made it even harder. And um, you know, for in terms of um, bringing up a family, it's obviously uh, much harder. I mean, you you know, when you have odd jobs and um, um, working, you know, 
around the clock and nights. My dad's background is basically um, they uh, business background, so they didn't have any sort of. Um, uh, pro- they didn't pursue a professional career, but unfortunately, because of the situation, they had to leave everything and um, come to a different country. Especially when they can't really uh, speak the language, it'll be very hard. It was very hard for them to actually get into something that uh, in a professional jobs. Yeah. After he had English down pat, Raj discovered his challenges were far from over. After learning English, I was thrown into the deep end, I guess, uh, sent to a boys' school, um, you know, high school. Um, uh, I, I, that, was, that was just extremely challenging um, because, you know, going to a boys' school, it's already challenging, um, let alone not able to speak much. Um, it was quite challenging. Yeah. Um, since I, I, so I, I, you know, thrown into a, a probably um, three years of um, um, uh, schooling, uh, high school here. Um, once I finished that, I was able to um, get into a university. Um, um, so I did, uh, I did a degree in, in, um, in uh, science, in, uh, in science, um, in computing science. Um, so um, while I was, uh, while I was studying that's when it all started uh, while i was studying like, i got to speak to got to speak to a lot of uh, people in the industry lot to got to speak to you know other people you know and also my the level of english was improved improving a lot more and then i able to branch out a little bit to different uh, you know different ways of um, thinking he connected with people involved in property investing purely by chance. While navigating this brand new world, he found that this new way of thinking was the catalyst he'd been searching for the whole time. You've got to always think about um, different ideas and how you can actually um, you know, leverage those ideas. Um, so from that point onward, um, um, I think that that was a key thing. Key thing was the mind shift was the key thing. Um, after that, I actually actively looked for um, uh, people in that um, property industry, people who, you know, been there, you know, done that, the stories they, you know, they, you know, say or the stories they publish. Um, it was very, um, very interesting. And uh, I was inspired by a lot of the, some of the guys' stories that they um, uh, presented. So I used to re- read a lot of magazines, especially probably magazines um, um, and, uh, you know, articles. It, it was just a great um, chance. It, it was something that I would never thought um, about or told about um, that, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, the side of this world for me. A year into his university studies, he was needed to help out at home. This led him to get a job while he was studying, which turned out to be just what he needed. That was probably one of the best decisions I made is, um, you know, able to um, have a reasonably, obviously not a great job, but it's a reasonably good, you know, good job where um, I can, uh, you know, I can start looking at how I can utilize this money, you know, whatever left over. Um, now, during, I think, I think, uh, uh, during that time, um, I we were we were all all, all this time we were renting, and um, you know one day I got you know the owner said that they're going to sell the property, but we didn't have that we didn't you know we didn't have the money to buy that property at that time, so we 
um, we had, you know, we had to move, you know, within a quick time frame. So it, it was a sort of a struggle trying to move and finding a place, and, and then, you know. We didn't know how long this is going to last again, so we didn't want to keep moving because you know we have moved so much in our in the past, so we didn't want to move. Um, uh, but then, then really, my uh, you know my dad um, suggested, um, look, maybe we should think about you know buying something. Um, um, at that time, I didn't have um, you know I, I didn't have a great deposit uh, or I didn't have much as a deposit so we finally found a small unit um um and then look we didn't know anything about the unit we didn't even, we didn't bother look even looking at any strata or any other information so we just said okay fine we'll buy this this is you know we can hold this at home we'll buy this and then we, we and then we had to come up with the deposit um with, with that i actually have to sell my car um so i actually sold my car um and use that money from that as a deposit. Um, look, at that time I was like thinking, what am I doing? But look, when I think back now, I was like, look, I made the right choices. Um, uh, you know, um, it, I started quite early. Um, didn't have the deposit, but able to manage the deposit, um, and also the capacity borrowing capacity wasn't there. So I, I was very lucky to have that job. That you know, it, it was a permanent job. Um, uh, to get into the property, even though, you know, in the olden days, obviously the property mark, the prices are not the same as now, but, um, you know, it, it may be different applying that situation now, but I was quite lucky to get into the first property while I was actually at uni. Was that a family investment that you're talking about that you purchased as being your, your family home? Yeah. So, because we've been, we were renting for so long, um, I, I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, whatever I can do to get, get get into property so that, you know, my parents and ourselves can live and call itself a home. Uh, and then we don't have to have that um, a pressure to move out or find a new place to live. Um, remember, my parents are getting older. And um, so, it, it just some, um, I wanted some security for the family to be able to, uh, say okay, fine. You know, we're going to stay here for you know for a long time to come now. Mm, that's excellent. And how much did you say you purchased that unit for back back then? Then, then it was around the two hundred mark. So it was quite, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was a quite a um, uh, it, it look. The price wise was quite low, but um, you know, at that time, you know, getting a loan without you know without having a you know like a high-paying job it, it was hard but uh, somehow managed to scramble uh, you know all my parents saving my you know my saving into it um but obviously you know that all paid up paid uh, you know paid um uh, the investments you know done quite now as a if i look look back um it's um it's a quite a uh, quite achievement for anyone in the you know university doing it and uh, what I'd love to sort of just understand as well as being that your first investment, um, I guess how many properties would you say you've also, I guess, invested or done, developed in the last period of time since then? So, since then, I actually t- took a break to uh, finish off my uh, degree and sort of, you know, get into a path where I can generate more, um, I guess, more uh, income so that I can keep buying this property. So, um it took me a while um, to get to that position. Um, one, uh, once um, when I got to the position, once I got to the position, I bought the second again. 
again, unit, uh, because that's what at that time I was able to um, afford. Um, and then after that point, I actually um, did a lot of research, a lot of reading, a lot of, you know, going to a lot of seminars um, and finding, you know, like there's a lot of information out there. There's finding the, find the right fit for me, um, you know, how I can actually leverage um so I surrounded myself with a lot of, uh, you know, mortgage brokers um, and, you know, the guys, you know, uh, bias agencies. Um, look, this, these people are really great. Um, um, so surrounding myself with these people actually meant that, you know, I can, you know, they, they showed me the ways that you can do this. And um, uh, from that point onward, I actually started, really um, heavily investing into um, houses because I always thought that capital growth was my my focus. So I didn't really care about, at that time, I didn't really care about cash flow, but capital, capital growth was my focus. So I heavily in, um, invested into properties. Look, in terms of properties and deals, I've done a lot of, lot of them in the last um, 15 years. Siva Raj's story continues in the next episode of Property Invest Story. He shares the details of a project that he was able to revive. And uh, thankfully, um, I was able to find a solution um, you know, with the help of a number of professionals um, and you know, complete that uh, project. So it, it was, it was a quite a challenging at that time. How his buy and hold strategy came about. I remember going to an auction and um, it was only two people and then you know, the person just stopped. Um, you know, I, I wasn't even reached to my amount that I wanted to pay. They just stopped like maybe 50000 lower than what I was going to pay. He divulges a critical part of his mindset that has stuck with him this whole time. I was actually um, doing a small um, development and and realized that all this hard work that you're putting in, all this, um, uh, you know, all this um you're getting involved a lot of the professionals uh, to help you. And that's next time on Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now. And I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for a shorter six months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.